Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Join me as I welcome my very good friend. I don't know. You see, there's some certain things that we need to find a way of, um, of, of routing again. My very good friend. How are you doing, Marag? Long time to see you. <laughs> I am very well. I'm starting to think I should hire you to be my hype man. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> You must just come across and just do the intro for me, and then I will just be the most wonderful person in the room. You know, you know that's 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 the thing in which I don't have a problem as long as we have to talk about um, you know, we have to talk about the chelete part. Like, how much do I need to if I if they give you ten million, just give me ten percent of it. I I'm can okay. Rest that problem. <laughs> Marang, it's good to see you, and thank you very much for agreeing to come to Platform Church. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, now today today we'll be talking about all things business. Uh, before we get into our conversation, because I know that you already have your presentation ready and everything, but how do you see what is currently happening in the business sector? Because I know that um, you, you are trying everything within your best to see how entrepreneurs can be able to scale through this very particular time. What do you think? What is happening? What is the business sector saying? Tell us, give us an insight. So for me, it's become very interesting to watch this because... A lot of the things that we have been saying are broken in the way we build entrepreneurship in South Africa mm. and small businesses in South Africa. We've always said it, something is wrong with the way that we've been doing this. It's, mm, not, mm, mm. it's not encouraging. It is not all-inclusive. Mm. And I think what we're seeing now is exactly what We've, we've been waiting, for, not that we've been waiting for it to fall apart, mm. but we've seen all the things that have been fall apart have been a sign that things haven't been working. Mm. So, mm. you know, the way the banks have responded was to give us loans. Mm. As it is a small businesses, we were struggling to, to be, to access money and be qualified for those loans, but all of a sudden now they're giving us these loans for free. Mm, mm. What they don't tell us is that we will have to pay them back later, <laughs> right? At a very expensive loan rate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we are seeing failure across the health department. Um, and for me, that's worrisome because some of us are, are losing employees via mm. COVID deaths. Mm. I've lost a business partner just two weeks ago mm. Um, mm. via COVID. Mm. So um, nobody's around to give me counseling mm. to mm. for all of these things. So now we must find those kind of resources for entrepreneurs as well. Mm. Mm. So mm. all of things, these things are falling apart. You know, um, people that are running programs are also not sure what to do next mm. for the mm. for the entrepreneurs that they support. So mm. we all mm. have to be quite creative. And I'm hoping that in today's sessions, we can also find ways that we can be more deliberate and intentful about collaborating and fixing the problems and 
growing entrepreneurship in the country. Mm-hmm. And I think in for fact, me, across the continent, not just not just the not, not just the country. And I think for me, that's one of the things that I know about about wanting with you is the fact that you have an ability for you to take somebody's idea and make them see the opportunities and also make them see what they need to do. Now, the fact that we have what you call this COVID nineteen. Before we give you the platform for you to do your presentation, what do you think, one thing that you think, we as an entrepreneur, because I'm an entrepreneur also as much as I'm a pastor, I'm an entrepreneur, I run a business. What do you think we need to do that is one thing that you can say now that we need to do when it comes to the issue of putting our life on the business side in a proper direction? Um, so there's, there's a few things and I'm going to cover them in a presentation about yeah. what it is that we can do to, to, to restructure because I set up this, the, the talk in such a way that we can actually talk through or think through mm, mm. in a very generic way how we can all set up mm. um, our strategies and a way forward for our businesses. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so I don't want to give too much away. Because <laughs> <laughs> all right, family, these are the things that we'll be talking about just today. I mean, just very soon, as soon as Maran comes back on the seat, is to make sure that whatever thing that in which you guys want to do, whatever things that God has in plan for you, I don't know what is that idea, what is that desire that you want. Tonight, please have your pen and your paper. Try everything within your possible best for you to be able to understand that no matter what is happening, there is always a solution that is available. We as a church's platform, we have chosen to say, your business matters to us. And trust me, we know that when you are blessed and you get the solution from the church, you giving to the church will become an easy thing. And this is the thing in which we do as platform too. We make you see that getting these professionals in this very particular... I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day and I said, there is this guy that I want to bring. What is it going to cost us? When I hear the invoice, I'm like, Jesus, we need to be rich to be pull, to be able to pull that. But nonetheless, we trust you all, our platform family, that you all are a smart guy. You know too well that your givings in which you are bringing help us to be able to do all this in which you are doing. Marang is back currently now. Let's get a talk. And as I bring Marang on the stage again, this moment. Um, so I called it what you've asked me to do. So formulating a strategy and delivering our processes. I'm not going to outdo your introduction that you did earlier <laughs> of me. So, but just to explain a few things. So I studied IT. I worked in the brands and insurance companies as a management consultant. And my time there was spent um, developing technologies or, or working with technology teams. And we were working on solutions to put whatever was happening in banks and insurance systems um, and putting them in a digital format. So we were putting them onto our phones or onto the website. And this is quite early on. So from about 2008 to about, yeah, from 2008, that was primarily the focus is putting in things like apps and web services for banks and insurance companies. Mm. And then around 2008, when there was a financial crisis, um, I was looking for a side hustle. I partnered with some friends and we had a business called Nicheware. Mm, mm. And it was a tailoring service. Hoping for something for the so first It was really moonlighting. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, so you book fake meetings in your diary and I was stepping out to go see clients and coming back continuing with my day job. Mm, mm. And that's pretty much the first side hustle that I truly had. Mm, mm. Um, and around t- 2010, I realized that I was tired. it was time for me to leave the corporate world. Okay. But I left the corporate world. And I went to China 
for a trip that was supposed to be three months and it became a year. Wow. Um, I enjoyed myself while I was there, um, learned a whole lot of things. Mm, mm. But what I experienced in China that really struck a chord for me was being able to work online. Mm. And please bear in mind, this is 2010, mm. right? I'm living in China. I was getting online projects from the US. Mm, mm, mm. So during the night time in China, I was working on projects for daytime America. Okay. During the day in China, I was able to do some sightseeing and then take up some other smaller gigs in, um, in China, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had different types of jobs. I, one day I was proofreading, another day I was working with a travel agency, um, another day I was doing project management online. Um, so it really made me realize that we have different skills as human beings, we can offer different value propositions to different types of customers, and those customers could be seen as jobs. It was all happening online, meaning I could travel the world and work from anywhere, so I wasn't confined to being in an office space, right? And that for me was quite important because I was already studying things about the future of work and where is this going and things. So, and at the same time, we were growing entrepreneurship in South Africa. There was more of a focus of um, starting small businesses and encouraging people to start more small businesses at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I came back, I came back flat broke, uh, completely penniless, completely penniless. I had to go back into the corporate world. And that's why uh, between 2011 and 2014, I was back in corporate and then I went back out to, um, to start business process mechanics. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so when I started business process mechanics, it was to show people that the future of work is possible. Mm. We don't have to uh, be confined to our office space in order to do our work. True. But I was very clear that I wanted to show small businesses how they could do this in a way that could scale their businesses because I realized that a lot of people don't grow up around the resources that they need in order to grow a business. Mm. But if we can use internet to connect people, then I can connect you to a specialist from across the globe, mm. and then you can do the work remotely and then carry on with your business. Mm. Mm. Right? So that was part of the key thing. But the other side of it was also around automation, robotics, putting in apps and websites and things like that for, mm. for the business. Mm. Um, which is more realistic for both of, but for, for most people is where the engagement happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then entrepreneurship happens, um, and you explain what entrepreneurship is. It's an online platform. It has a methodology in it, built into it, mm-hmm. to assist those that are creating their business ideas into a business model, mm-hmm. and then looking to create a strategy to grow that business from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started creative enterprises with some partners, and that failed quickly. Um, and the reason it failed was because we did not give ourselves enough time to do that business. Yeah. We were not realistic about what it is that we needed to put in effort-wise into that business, given that other, we all had other businesses. And that happens a lot. 
where we quickly want to partner with people and then we end up with 10,000 businesses, but nothing is growing because realistically you actually have time. But then somebody told us that we should diversify our income, have multiple income streams and all of those things. So it becomes dangerous Mm. because you could have seven income streams, but if they're pulling you in different directions, it becomes exhausting and you don't actually start growing a business. You just have seven different titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, I started Afro Travel with a business partner. And just when we were about to launch this year, COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the reality kicks in. <laughs> then reality kicks in, lockdown happens. This business might shut down before it even could be launched, mm. right? And it's a good it's it's a good thing because now we are forced to rethink the way we thought about the business, mm. and it is forcing both of us, uh, my partner and I, to do things very imaginatively. So now I have to eat my own thoughts mm. in, in in a very deliberate way. Um, but it's exciting and it's it's quite interesting. At least the people that were interested in funding us I haven't taken the money away, so it's on hold. So we can we we can launch it in another way. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Okay. And I'm saying this so that you're aware that in different businesses there's different opportunities, and there is going to be different outcomes, um, in spite of. COVID happening in spite of the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. All of these these businesses are facing different things. With process mechanics, people are now interested in automating and going online and doing remote services, so that's busy. Entrepreneurity is growing because more people want to start a business and they need assistance from mentorship and advisors, mm-hmm. so there's, there's growth opportunities there. Afro travel, complete standstill, mm-hmm. right, in, except for the isolation. So it's important that you realize that I, I myself am also going through these things. It's not that you have a magic wand. And so I'm quite curious, when you look at a picture like this, what comes to mind for you? Traveling. Holiday. Traveling, sure. <laughs> Holiday. You're thinking holiday, time off? Yes, time off, rested life. A rested life, I like that actually. Mm. Um, so for me, this picture like this is stuff that I put on my vision board and this is what I call it, right? I'm choosing my life problem. Okay. So the reason I call it even choosing my life problem is because I want to live the way I lived when I was in China where my location is not going to determine the job that I have. Wherever I am, I need to be able to do the work. Mm. So everything, in all my engagements, I have to create a lifestyle that leads me towards this particular goal. Mm. Otherwise, I'm sabotaging my own goal before I've even started. Right? Mm. So it's the same like we have it in the business world. If you have your own particular end goal about what it is it's going to look like, so do you want it to have a company with 500 employees, 1,000 employees? Are they office-bound? 
Uh, are they using high-tech skills? Are they going to be um, people that you take from varsity, that you train up for yourself? Mm. You know, what kind of establishment is this? Is this a business that you're building to leave a legacy to your children? What kind of legacy do you want to live, leave to your children? Is this something that is supposed to make you the next Jack Ma, the next Elon Musk? What is it that you're building towards is a very clear and specific requirement that you're going to have because it's one of the things that keeps us true to the, the business that we are building, mm. right? Have it as your mission, as your vision statement, but what is it that you're trying to build towards? Mm. And if you can be specific around it, it helps because then you can put in measures to then measure yourself over the long term. And then you can put measures to keep yourself accountable mm. to that particular goal, right? And this is where strategy comes into play. Because if you know what it is that you want to achieve, you can then build a strategy that leads you to your that direction. Mm. Mm. So now we sit in the times of COVID. There's different factors that are affecting us, right? Global, local economic policies, lockdowns are happening. Um, in South Africa, people are taking our government to court because of the policies that they make. You watch this because it's exciting, it's democracy in, in action. In some other countries, um, I know Kenya has got a lockdown, mm. but nobody's taking the government to court because they've cancelled school for the rest of the year and they're going to reschedule it for next year. Mm. Mm. Right? So those kind of policies have got an impact on how we operate business. They've got an impact on how we create jobs. There are restaurants are, are on strike now. They've been laying out their tables and chairs because of the amount of job losses. Mm. So those kind of policies have got a way of affecting us and our opportunities, but they also create opportunities for some. Mm. Because if you're in the space of uh, social development or as an NGO, those are the spaces that you should be tackling is to create opportunities around the, the policies, take an activism role around those kind of things. Um, but then we also see customers are changing themselves. The customers that are changing, we've been in lockdown. We are paranoid about spreading or contracting COVID. So whatever it is that you're selling to us, we always want to know that you're going to stop the spread of this pandemic, right? Your opportunities also then also exist in that when you look at stuff like hospitals that are falling apart, why are they falling apart? They don't have capacity. And I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine who said, you know, the opportunity would sit in delivering oxygen cylinders to patients that are recovering at home, instead of them going to fill up the hospital they can get an oxygen cylinder delivered to their house. Mm -hmm. So that creates an opportunity, and it's something that we don't like to think about because it, it makes us think of death, but there is an opportunity even in that in those situations. Take a lot has even decided that they're going to uh, let you order your coffin online mm -hmm. and get it delivered to your house, right? Mm -hmm. So, and as much as it is a morbid thought, 
it actually is an opportunity for anyone that is looking for those kind of opportunities, right? Um, I was talking to somebody who's got um, skincare products, and she's saying, well, people won't have money to spend on luxury goods like skincare. And I said, well, actually, we've been indoors. Our skin has been dry. If you remind me that I need to rehydrate my skin and the benefits of rehydrating it, and maybe your, um, your product has got some healing properties like aloe in it, those are the things that you need to speak to and start highlighting about your product so that people remember that it is more than just a beauty product, it's a health product as well. So we need to change our conversations with how we're engaging with our customers. There's financial situations that are changing because people are losing their jobs, people are losing their businesses. Um, technology and innovation, right, is, is really bringing up very interesting things. Um, I was looking at chips that they're putting into people's bodies to track, once you're a COVID patient, to track you. And once you've recovered, it just keeps tracking you just to make sure that you stay isolated when you should be isolated. Now, that's a big thing because it also has invasion of privacy, mm-hmm. on the other hand. So then it becomes another debate, mm-hmm. right? Somebody in the legal field sees that as an opportunity to become a lawyer that specializes in specifically biometric and those kind of tracking things. So there's an opportunity that we may not have thought of in that particular crisis. And social media, look at how we're engaging right now. Um, Otherwise, church would have been on a Sunday, we are going to a building, but here we are accessing it via an online platform, and you're meeting the needs beyond just praying um, via scripture. Exactly, right? (laughs) But, But also social media, if you look at something like a platform like Facebook, it has now got the workplace platform, meaning that you can have a digital office running from Facebook, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to go pay extra license fees to get new software and things like that to have a remote office. Mm-hmm. So your entire team can now outrun just from Facebook um, workplace. Mm-hmm. Facebook has now also integrated their marketplace so that it operates almost like an Uber E. So we're no longer just using social media just to connect to our friends and family to show pictures. We are now using it to trade. Mm. But it has also become competition for the TV. And if you watch young kids, the kid is on the phone looking at one thing, and then they're looking at the TV at the same time, right? Because they actually can't decide when to watch whatever. Things are happening on both platforms and they want to keep in touch. Mm. So social media has got a huge influence. It has even created activists out of us because people are now doing stuff like Black Lives Matter has become an amplified um, issue globally, Mm. right? It's not just happening in small pockets of, of our corners in, in the globe. It is a discussion that is happening internationally now, amplified via social media. Mm-hmm. So those are things, this is how you spot opportunities. You gotta look, you gotta have conversations with people that are around you. You've got to be interrogating what it is that you believe. Mm-hmm. You have to be um, 
designing things with empathy. And that empathy can only come from you actually listening to what it is that people are saying. You know, when you listen to people's problems, you also then ask them, so what would be your ideal solution for this particular problem? What would it do? And people will start sharing, yes, if it did this, if it does, if it did that. And you use that as features that you're going to build into your business, right? That's you showing that level of empathy because you didn't just design something just out of your head because you thought you were great. You actually expect something that was relevant to the people that are that are meant to then buy it. Mm. And we then have to leverage our resources. Now, as entrepreneurs, we make the mistake of looking at the things and we're so good at listing the things that we don't have. Mm. So I want to start a business, but ish, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that. But actually, if I started looking at what do I have? Well, I know Darlington, I've got a laptop, I've got a phone, I've got a car. You know, out of those things, what can I do? Well, let me phone Darlington, talk about my problem, and let's see what can happen next, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how we're going to leverage our resources, is that I must now talk to you, and the next person might then find a way for us to combine our resources in order for things to happen if in fact I don't have it and you have what I need. Mm. Um, for me, social development goals are a big thing because that's where we create a sustainable business. When we talk social impact, if it aligns to these sustainable goals, then it's a lot easier for us to do or rather be more deliberate about social impact. What, we can, what we've been doing so far, all along, when I keep saying that um, the system has been broken or has been flawed, is that when you go to a financier and they ask you, is your business sustainable? Mm. They were looking at your profit and loss statements. They were looking at how many businesses, how many people do you employ? And, and they're saying, well, you know what? Your market is going to have to stay forever. So yes, we'll give you this loan. But when we look at social impact and a sustainable business in the context of a social impact, we're looking at, so in the long term, how many generations are going to benefit from the actions of your work? So that when you're even employing people, we're not just employing them to sweep floors forever for the next 10 years. We must have an understanding that we need to be giving income and generating incomes and generating jobs that are sustainable in the long term, meaning this person is going to work and grow in the business and be able to one day afford a better life, right? If we're doing stuff that is affecting our communities, our environment, it needs to be cleaning up an environment so that 20, 30 years from now, future generations are walking into an environment that actually has got animals and vegetation, and it's not just a concrete jungle that is polluted and is full of disease. So that's what we mean by then that social impact. And that's what it means to then be a sustainable business because your profits might not come in the next six months, but there will be generational profits. Right? Forever in a day. 
from there we then set our own growth objectives because at the end of the day you found the opportunity you know what is going to happen next in your business or what you want to happen at the end of the day we all want to make money we all want to be able to employ other people so that we have less work to do in our day to day we all want to be able to access more capital in order to scale our businesses so every business needs to have those set um, those growth objectives around how you're going to actually improve this product how are you going to then um, access skills in order for you to deliver this product and how are you going to raise that money right and i'll give some examples around that um, and, and in particular reference to our challenges because when it comes to accessing development finance the challenge often is you're too small of a business in order to get get access to that finance mm-hmm. but if you break up your strategy into smaller projects and you go access finance for a smaller portion of your business or for a smaller project in the business it's easier to access that development finance mm-hmm. right and then you can leverage stuff on the taxes in order to access that finance when you look at how do you employ people if you attach a training program into your business the government pays you to train people and that subsidizes their um their salaries right so if you employ youth in this country you get a tax incentive to subsidize their salaries so we don't have to worry about if i need to go to this business where will how will i afford the salary it gets subsidized by the tax structure um and the same applies to accessing the resources you can do this anyway via scholarships bursaries we've just finished the project now with um vodacom where they were giving they got a product that allows um employers to give their staff members funeral cover of up to 1.1 million rand but they are only paying 20 rand of a 200 rand monthly cell phone bill right so if you if you understand those those products exist it's easy for me as an employer to even give staff benefits to my employees at very minimal fees mm-hmm. and and just by giving them resources that they need to do the work i know that they need the airtime to make a phone call in order to do their work if i buy it for them and i unlock the 20 rand just for them to access the funeral cover i automatically become a better employer a more favorable employer mm-hmm. i can even access a better skilled employee to come into my space because now i can give them perks right yeah. when we start to creating and scaling demand we tend to have um a, a, a tendency to have we employ one sales person and then everybody else in the business does a different type of job what we what we realized is that it's more beneficial for you to create everyone as part of your sales force And I'll talk to how we can do that a little bit later. Okay. 
But if you, everyone is part of your sales force and you're incentivizing your people to also sell on your behalf, it subsidizes their salary. So again, when you can't afford to give them a fancy salary, I can give you a basic and then I can give you commission for every new deal that you bring into the business. Right? It makes it, it's very encouraging to do that because then it grows the business and you can also start seeing who's a potential manager of the next branch or the next division of the business. You can then grow with um, the business or the employees can then grow with the business. So we get to this point where people say, okay, great, I've got this business model, I've got this strategy, I hear the challenges, but how do I make this happen, right? Um, because ideas are great, and, and they come to us in those strangest of places, and we can scribble on pieces of papers, um, your diary, I'm sure it's your seventh diary for the year, uh, was full of ideas, Maybe three diaries actually have got good ideas, but you never executed them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we get there. We, we, we get there because we struggle to actually operationalize our businesses. True, true. Mm. We, we struggle with that. Um, so I'm hoping this next part is going to clarify some of these things for us, right? Mm. So <laughs> every business does not exist in isolation. Every business exists within an ecosystem. Mm. There's customers that buy from you, which is what we are all chasing, is the customers. Customers, yeah. So that's where the money comes from. Then there's the team. Those teams actually work for us. But like I said earlier, if they understand what the value proposition is of the business, if they understand what it is we're selling, if they understand where it is this business is going, this team can actually become your greatest sales force and increase the, the customers. Then you've got a community of suppliers and a community in which you exist, right? So your community could be people within your network. It could be uh, people that are benefiting from your business existing. And working with the community and your suppliers is where innovation, a lot of innovation tends to happen. Yeah. Because this is when you are talking about the problems about running your business, things are expensive. Mm. Uh, you need a system that will do ABC. These are people that will help you find those particular solutions. Mm. And then there is the investor. Now we make the mistake of thinking that all investors are the same. When it comes to this, the better you understand the value proposition you're offering, the easier it is to understand, and also understanding the, the type of investor, mm. it's easier to find a match, right? So if you're looking for millions of rands, you don't go to a bank to get the loan. You would rather get development finance that is going to be attached to either you getting resources like a business advisor or machinery um, or other equipment that will then scale the business. 
a bank is just going to give you a loan, which is just going to be money. And if you don't have the expertise to scale the business, all you've done is put yourself into debt. Right? But when you structure your financing of uh, applications and stuff like that, understanding the investor and their decision-making process is going to be the key to unlocking the finance that you want. We then have to get into the habit of documenting our, and communicating our, our journey map. Um, for small businesses in particular, this has become a very weak point and it costs us. So we focus on how customers need to buy from us because we're so focused on the money that we're going to get from them. But we're not good at communicating our business processes to our team so that our teams can operate independently when we're not in the office. So the team is not able to operate efficiently and make the decisions to assist customers more efficiently. And then you get the excuse that says, oh, my boss is not here. And we'll sort out this problem when my boss is here for you. Or it needs approval, you know? When it is something that is small, that even someone in the team can get action. When we've got documented and communicating our, our journey map, it's also then easy to set the business standards. You set the rules, everybody operates according to those rules, the standards are set, the customer experience is the same all the time. That's why when you go to a McDonald's, doesn't matter where you go to the McDonald's, the process is the same. True, true. So ideally, you want to get to a point where you can automate as much as possible, ideally without losing the human contact, but you would then get to a point where you have um, documented processes. Mm. And here's why it matters to do those kind of things, right? So one, you, it's easier to make informed decisions. So right now, COVID happens, lockdown happens, you want to know, are you still relevant in the market? If you had a system in place to keep track of all your customers and their customer information, it would be easy to contact them and say, hey, do you still need our product? And do a survey with them. But because we're not deliberate about doing even those kind of small things about our processes and our systems, we then lose out on that information and we can't make decisions based on that. Another example is just keeping track of financial records and doing financial statements. If you don't know where your business is standing financially, or somebody then offers you an equity deal or they offer you a loan, you can't make a decision based, you're going to make a drop, you're going to make a decision based on your gut feeling, as opposed to actually just saying, well, can I afford this or not? Is this true value of the business or not? Um, so for, for another thing is that when we have engagements with investors, when they see documentation, they see it as an asset for the business. They make it easier for them to assess where the business stands. So quick check is, do you have your documents for your registration of the business? You're right. They always ask us for those documents. Tick. 
The next thing that they do is when they do due diligence is that they will ask you, how does this business operate? If you don't have an operations manual, their assumption is they're going to have to do a lot of things from scratch. But if you have an operations manual, they now know what they need to assess in the business and where that investment needs to go in to make the business more efficient and scale the business. Right? So that's why that's why starts adding value to a business becomes an asset to document these things. Um, when people then resign, you have also kept the intellectual property within the business. We start working in remote teams, as, as most of us are forced to do right now. Everybody's working from home. Having uh, systems documented and creating workflows makes it easier to just pick up where the last person left off. It makes it easier when people are not face-to-face uh, -face with each other because then you can post it online and people can just see where the progress of each uh, uh, set of business is and you can communicate with your customers. And I'll share some tools that you can use in order to do these things. Okay. I'm going to be quick. I've realized my time is... <laughs> <laughs> so, for the people that have already been in business for a couple of years, you might find this useful. Um, the tool called, it's a downtime tool that Six Sigma practitioners use. And uh, I quite like to use it to assess what, what should stop in the business and what should actually be discontinued, uh, rather what should be discontinued and what we should um, continue doing and perhaps new things that we should start doing, mm -hmm. right? And, and just quickly, it looks at the defects. It looks at anything that you might be producing unnecessarily. Remove anything that is creating waiting time between your processes. Anything that is underutilized stuff or underutilized machinery, find a way to sell it. Um, transport. If you are transporting things unnecessarily between your supplier and your customer, find a way to shorten that route because that's transport cost. Reduce the amount of stock that you keep. If you look at online businesses that don't even keep any stock, they have reduced better, um, rather they have less operating expenses. And that's simply because they don't have to pay for storage. Right, reduce any unnecessary movements of goods and remove anything that is fluff, that is just creating an expense in the business but is not adding any value for the customer. And some simple things that you can do just off of your website is um, creating marketing platforms to educate your customers, things like newsletters, blogs. Um, webinars similar to this podcast. You can drive your sales using stuff like lead pages, connecting it to social media, um, affiliate programs. They are under very underutilized here, um, and that is pretty much paying other people to promote your business. Mm -hmm. Right? Each time they share a link or whatever, let them get paid. Imagine your social media shares. And do you just paying, I don't know, one rand for each person that shares, shares it if it's 
converts to new business for you, hmm. right? So that's a referral fee. Yeah, sure. um, accepting cash, I think a lot of us are quite familiar with that. Um, what's interesting is that creating laybys um, on your platform, allowing people to pay off in you know short-term credit without interest, also reduces your drop-off rate. So it's, you've got a higher credit book. So people that will pay you later, which is good because then when you're wondering where will the money come from, you know that there's people that are in the pipeline that owe you money. Um, you can do a lot of your admin around this, your post invoices and some of your payments. Um, and this I won't go through in too, too much detail, but this is a list of tools that are online that are quite beneficial for teams that are working remotely. These are quite beneficial for you planning your business and running your day-to-day -day operations. Most of them are free. So I think that will make any startup exciting. But um, some of them you can then upscale and, and, and pay a higher premium in order to access uh, better, better services from, from the different platforms. Okay, that's me and a summary. I am open to taking questions. Okay. I try to make it generic um, because different people are different trajectories in their business or different points. All right, family, um, that's, that's Marang for you today, um, where she's just talking to us about the whole business processing and how for us to be able to create system uh, in marketing or probably putting ourselves up there. If you have any question you want to ask concerning your business, uh, please just know that Marang is available to answer all your questions before we begin to bring these very particular thoughts to a close. Um, I just see here that on... Um, on my WhatsApp, somebody sent a message correctly now, says, uh, I am currently running an online online marketing business. Apparently, this person here says no name. Uh, running an online marketing business. I have a problem putting my product at the door or at the face of people. What mechanism do you think I can engage? I've tried Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and it's currently not working. What should I do in terms of assessing new markets and new leads for my business? Marang, do you want to answer? This is, okay, now I see your name. This is coming from... Mensa, all the way from Ghana. What I've seen as big mistakes in Facebook or social media advertising is people talking about the features of their products. Okay. And especially for those of us that sell services, right? So if I start telling you that I'm going to build business models for you and business strategy for you, I'm just telling you about the features of what it is that I'm selling to you. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what those things are, you are not going to be buying from me because firstly, you're still trying to understand what is this thing. But if I say, I could help you find ways to start and grow your business, it all of a sudden starts appealing because you understand the, the value that you're going to create in your life mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. anyone who starts going, how do I start a business, has already got the answer just from reading my post. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you're going to assist me with online marketing understand what my problems are with online marketing. So on online marketing, people struggle with what is the messaging that they must put across, finding the right audience, um, growing their following on social media. If you can give me solutions around how I can grow my following, mm. so a simple ad, ad could be 
Um, are you struggling to so, to grow your social media presence? Mm, mm. You know, join us for a webinar where we can help you understand how social media works. Mm, mm. That for me answers the problems that I experience as a social media when, when I engage with social media. But if you told me that we do Facebook marketing, Twitter marketing, and whatever, I have more questions about so what is Facebook marketing? How is it different from advertising in the newspaper? Okay. Right? So let's focus on speaking about the value we create for our customers, how they're going to benefit from using our services, as opposed to us talking about the features of it. Mm, mm, when okay. you look at another ad like, uh, say, a BMW. Okay. When BMW is selling it, they're not telling you about the power of the engine and it's got four tires, right? <laughs> They're telling you that it's sheer driving pleasure, right? It's power steering. So you know already how much effort you're going to move this thing with very little effort. Yeah, yeah. That's the value. That's the value, true. Telling me about the four tires and the big engine and the noise is features. Mm, mm. All right, we have another question. Yeah, we have another question here because questions keep popping in now, and so we'll try as much as possible within the next. Um, I think within the next fifteen minutes to be able to answer all kinds of questions. Then we bring this to a close because by in the next twenty minutes from now, definitely we are closing this very particular um, ministry. Now this question here is coming from here in South Africa from Soweto. Here says, "I do. I'm, I'm planning. I know. Sorry, start. Okay, I think I'm jumping because you send a lot of questions. I'm trying to see which one to pick." Send this one all the way from Sweet. <laughs> you know, people send you a lot of questions like, okay, which one it's okay that is called. Send this one here says, I lost my job due to COVID 19 and I'm trying to start my own business at the moment. What are the things in which I need to get right before starting the business? Uh, the company is not coming back anytime soon and the company is not coming back anytime soon. And so I need to find a way of surviving. What should I do? Okay. Marang, do you want to answer that? So find ways to engage with people around you to understand what it is that they need. Mm, mm, right? I like that. I like or that. even if you're, if you're so engaging on social media, look at what is it that people are complaining about. Mm. And then look at what is it that you are good at or what it is that you would like to do. I like that. I like that. Mm, right? Mm. So some problems speak to us more than other problems. Mm. We see problems every single day. But there's some problems that just say, this one, I must do something about it. Mm. That is the problem that you go out and solve for. Mm. 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 Come up with a solution to go do, do that. Uh, it's quite generic to say this because I don't know which part of Soweto you live in, what kind of problems that you're seeing. But from what I know around Soweto, um, and let's say in the context of, of COVID, you know, delivery services are, are working quite well, right? Um, there's children now that cannot go to school or, and cannot access online platforms because they don't have computers and things like that. Mm -hmm. But you could find a way to teach them certain subjects even via WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. There are, right? There are people who are ill who now have to isolate uh, themselves. If you're brave enough, put on the PPE clothing, deliver them some clothing, mm. uh, not clothing, but food, you know, 
uh, go, go to their houses, find out if they need anything. There are people that are just, um, I, I saw someone offering services just to read to people that are in isolation and live alone. Mm. Can you imagine going through COVID and you live alone and somebody's just sitting outside and just reading a book to you and keeping you company? Yeah. It, might seem, it might seem silly, but for somebody who's in isolation, just to hear that somebody else's voice and mm. somebody cares, mm. which is the value that you create in somebody's mm. life, mm. is a great service. All right. Um, the next question I want to ask, there's this question that's currently now on the screen. I don't know if you can see the question on the screen. Um, if you're yeah. yeah, so now take your time to read that very particular question. Why I answer, why I ask this question from still on the WhatsApp side before I then engage on the YouTube side. Now this very particular person here is asking um, no name. Uh, says yeah, thank you very much, Marang. That's an awesome presentation. One of the things in which I want to find out is at the moment of this pandemic, what are the go-to business to do that someone can lay hand upon immediately? Um, I was I was currently an Uber driver. Uh, based on this, I am also being conscious of not contacting the virus, so I stop the driving business. But my down my downturn money, okay, well, I guess you wanted to talk about my profit has actually reduced. But now I'm looking for opportunities of what to do. If you can please suggest anything, I'll really appreciate that. Okay, uh, this one, it's decided to be a non-name, which you know, sometimes you can't call people's number. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. okay, let me try and tackle Bruno's questions because he's got quite a few. Okay. The ones that are on the screen, right? Mm. So the one question says, um, what's the number one skill every entrepreneur should have? I will tell you one skill that I've always been thankful I've had. It is project management. Mm, mm, mm. All these other skills that I have learned as experience at whatever, mm. I've only been able to be calm about failure, understanding risk, understanding issues, people management, reporting, even when things are good or bad. Mm -hmm. I've only learned it because of being a project manager. Mm -hmm. And it has taught me to manage those many moving parts in a business. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, the second question was, business plans to attract investment. I'm not a believer in writing a business plan at the ideation phase. I believe if you have got a, a well-documented business model, um, particularly in the first three years of a business, then, then that works and it suffices for the type of investment that you need at that point. Mm. It is crucial, however, to have a business plan if you are doing large capital projects. Okay. And those are things like mining, uh, transport businesses, where you're going to require large sums of capital. Mm. The next question is around offering equity or debt. Uh, if you've got a business idea, that equity or debt, firstly, the equity means nothing, is zero, because it's an idea, mm. right? There's no value that has been realized. Mm. There's, so there's potential value but there's no true value in that thing. Mm. So when you're looking at equity, you might consider equity that is not necessarily financial as well. Mm. You might consider what they call sweat equity, meaning the person gives up their time and resources in order to help you build this business. And then at a later point, you can calculate what the true value of that business is. 
to calculate the equity. Mm. I'm not in favor of debt for an idea. And the younger you are, the less debt you need to really take on. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like your conversation. The younger you are, the... <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that much. Debt is not attractive. There's nothing sexy about it. Yeah. There is nothing... There's nothing to celebrate about getting mm. a million rand loan to start your business. Mm. Mm. Nothing attractive about that, mm. right? Mm. Um, the whole point here of being in business is you're trying to find ways to sleep. True. Debt is going to make you lose your sleep. Mm. Mm. We've got enough problems as, as entrepreneurs. Exactly. <laughs> right? Um, banks. Your savings, what are the risks of your... I'm not quite sure I understand the questions around the banking of your savings. Uh, bank your savings, what's the risk, pros and cons? Um, if you're banking your savings, uh, we could probably, I think this is me just assuming that maybe it's talking up. If you want to use your savings for uh, Bruno, you can then send another message to make us understand the number four question. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess I'm just suspecting that this is just my, he's talking about if you want to use your savings to use it for a business, uh, what are the advantage and what are the disadvantage? If you're not going to bank on yourself, it's very difficult to get Understood. other people Understood. to bank on you. True, true, true. Right? Mm. So, if you've got the money and you're going to, you can afford to invest it, invest it mm. in your business, right? Do it that way. Having said that, though, in general, save your money in a bank if you've got nowhere else better to save it. Mm. Some people are good at just keeping it in the bank account. Some of us must just confess that it must be out of sight, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's, the, that's, that's what we have to live with, right? So, those, yeah. So, if, you, if your money is not doing anything better mm. than being in a bank account, then keep it there. Okay, I think I think Bruno decided to come back again with his message. He's asking, he said, should I send my money to the bank, the little I make? Uh, I think before you answer this part, I remember yesterday I was speaking to a particular um, financial advisor from um, from Nigeria. I was busy talking about the whole issue of investment and uh, because that's one of the things in which, because I was trying to see, okay, what happened in that very particular country? I think we're talking about Ghana, Nigeria, and Kenya due to the pandemic that's currently happening. And one of the big things in which this, this man was saying to me is, that the earlier we begin to understand that um, the banking system also they take your money and they put your money in they use your money to run their own life and at the end of it all you'll find out that the profit in which they are giving you at the end of the month especially in south african bank for me it's even more annoying i'll say this point like it's annoying maybe <laughs> south african bank for me is very annoying in the sense that you put you put a i like i like using this joke and this is the thing also and this is the thing about we as christians as kingdom financiers we need to understand this very particular thing I said, I was saying it, I said, for a South African bank, you put 600 rand in January. By December, you don't have any money, depending on the bank charges on that very particular account. You owe them. <laughs> and I'm like, but it's called a service account. If it's a service, if it's a service account, I'm putting that 600 to use it in December. Then by December, I don't have any money. It does not make sense to me. But I, I, I now, I, I'm beginning to shift my mind, at this, especially with this, COVID that is happening to say, okay, what are the opportunities? For example, one of the big things in which I know that um, you answer this Bruno's question because you you are South African, so you may understand the, the, this thing, but I think for me, this is just my own two cents of advice to add to this uh, before my rank answer the question is to say, 
whenever you have an opportunity of investing, I was even looking at, because they sent me a lot of business, I'm not business opportunity mm -hmm. in those country. I was looking at, okay, savings apparently, I think that was one investment opportunity. If you want it, uh, we can talk about it offline. And that one of the things they were doing there is the fact that when you save on a particular business, in the space of six months, for instance, let's say you put a 1,000 rand, in the space of six months, you make, if I'm not mistaken, extra 300 rand. I think if I'm not mistaken, extra three. No, in the space of six months, you make three... 30 rand but if you invest that money in the space of six months you make 300 rand and i'm thinking bruh um south africa doesn't offer this because all of a sudden i end up going to i speak to i, I called my bankers okay fine here in south africa if i want to invest x amount of money what would be my turnover at the end of it all and she was like um you see this is south africa i need to understand that you know when they start with this is south africa then you first and foremost you keep quiet okay. Yeah, what, what, what document are you going to ask me that I don't have? <laughs> so the thing there for me, Bruno, it's this. Uh, should I send my money to the bank, the little one I make? I think for me, I believe in seeding. I believe in seeding. When I mean seed, I believe if, if that very particular idea business of 10 rand and the profit is 3 rand, take, take, they will take extra of the 2 rand and invest somewhere and make sure that at least now you now have 12 rand to invest and not the whole of that very particular 3 rand you're trying to save. Because the more investment you make, the better the chances for you. The better ability for you to be able to cut. Uh, do I believe in savings? Now, this is me, please and please. Guys, I know you guys are watching. Don't sue me for this. This is just my opinion. I have right to put my opinion on the table. You know, you have to you know these things. You have to find a way of putting disclaimer because you see that you arrest me as a pastor or arrest me as a businessman. I don't know which one you will come for. But this is the thing. <laughs> but this is the thing for me. Saving. Savings is good, especially if you know that you've locked it into a fixed, whereby you know, is it fixed, um, fixed deposit or something they call it? Where you know you lock it for the next six months. Because trust me, every month bank is removing their charges. I don't know why, because it's called savings account. I remember I asked somebody, tell me, no, because of the software you use, the app, the easy ability. I'm like, no, guy, calm down, man. If I put my five rand there, you're using my five rand to finance, to finance discovery or finance my insurance. So don't tell me that is the app. Then that is, don't do app, leave it on website. But, but that's just my own food for thought. So um, you can answer Bruno's question, please. So banks are a business mm. that will tell you rent for holding your money. Mm. Right? That is the basic principle of a bank. Mm. So when you then go to a bank to save your money there, it does. It doesn't do anything dramatic with it, except put it in, hold it for you. Mm. Somewhere along the line, they're going to charge you for holding it. For holding it. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Right. And this is why. This is why I say that banks are not necessarily the go-to place for you looking for investment. Mm. Even from a savings point of view, we need to question how we are saving. True. Because if I'm saving and I want this money to work for me. I'm starting to look at, and again, I must use your disclaimer, you know, I'm mm. a financial advisor, and this is strategist. Mm. <laughs> but, but we also need to look at how we are saving money, right? If there are businesses that I can look around and I say, I have 10,000 rand, instead of me putting this 10,000 rand in a bank, can I go find a business where I invest in it, make it work, Pay me back my 10,000 rand plus some time change that I make as an investment. Mm. Exit me, and then I continue. Mm. Right? Mm. Some of this investment could also be done in a different way. Mm. 
where I could be pre-purchasing a product for a period of time. Mm -hmm. So you need 10,000 rand right now. Your product was going to cost me 600 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Let me prepare for the next 10 months. You got your 10,000 rand. Let me continue. Mm -hmm. Right? So we're going to look at different ways of doing this in terms of investing and how we are saving our money. True. And I think if we started doing that, it would also change the narrative amongst ourselves about African businesses investing in one another. Mm. And we use even our traditional stock sale methods mm. Mm. to invest in each other's businesses and grow our own saving pockets in that same manner. Mm. Um, I think I see that. Okay, fine. His final question that he asked, he's trying to make sure that it's very simple. <laughs> so you mentioned business adversary. What platforms or uh, platform would you recommend without access to expert financial business adversary? Links are welcome, please. Okay. So what 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 suggestion do you do you have? I think I think for me now just to throw a disclaimer here. Yeah, yeah. Marang is available for, for consultation in terms of strategies and stuff. So that is easy because I'm looking at my time now. <laughs> and one of the things in which for us as platform, we're trying as much as possible to be able to put time into the thing because I know you guys are you guys decided to take your one hour, 30 minutes at this very particular point to be with us here. Um, I think one of the things we need to do is maybe you can send me your information later on and I post it, but try to answer um, Bruno. Then when Bruno needs an advice moving forward and code, information in which he can contact you and every other people who is currently streaming at Dexterity radio because i can see a lot of the questions coming from that side uh so you will be putting your information down so that um people can then be able to get you and be able to seek advice on whatever they want to do ours is just to make sure that you are here talk to us on what is happening <laughs> <laughs> so um you guys can use our platform called entrepreneur d so entrepreneur d like entrepreneur nerd um, that is a free platform and it really takes you through the process of, I've got an idea, how do you document the business model? Mm -hmm. And then it takes you up to a point where you are setting growth objectives for, for your business. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of other platforms, Google also has uh, a platform. SMB has got an app as well that, that assists you with the business planning. So there's quite a few apps in that in that sense, mm -hmm. but then there's also tools like the business model canvas, the value proposition canvas, and those will help you in terms of formulating a strategy. Mm -hmm. All right. I think I think with this, to every one of you currently on Dexterity Radio, I can see a message coming in. I really want to apologize because of our time. In the next five minutes maximum, we'll be closing. But one of the things in which I want to say to just to add on on this very particular thing, and this is where we as the body of Christ try as much as possible to be able to put a solution, is to say to you that there are systems that are available out there. I remember, I think it was two days ago, Marang, I was speaking to the chief marketing officer of Google Africa. And all of a sudden, I discovered that there is a lot of a lot of platforms that we are not even aware that is even available. For example, he was talking about the whole concept of G Suite. He was talking about Prima. He was talking about Grasshopper. He was talking. Now, in my mind, I'm like, I end up going to those places to go see what is this, and I find out that, damn it, this is stuff that are currently available. So, one of the things in which we we want to put is to say to you. 
So say to everybody that there are platforms that are available out there that you can you can then be able to get. And this is a thing for us as platform. We will try within our best for us to be able to bring these thought people, the people who operate on that speed. For example, with Marang, if you have a business and you have an idea, you want to be able to communicate with her, please and please feel free to reach out to us on our platform website, which is platformchurch.co.za. Just probably just put on that information to say, please, we want contact information of Marang. We have a business we want to do. We are not, we are not afraid of making you rich. Trust me, we are not. I, I, I like it when you guys are big boys and we have a project to do in China, you guys can finance the project. And that's, that's, my, that's my take. But the same thing also as a church, ability for us to give you the resources that are out there that you can actually use to make yourself rich. Because if you are rich and you have your health in check, your life in check, your finance in check, your spiritual life in check, trust me, the rested life in which we talk at Platform Church will become a reality. See, the thing is already there. Our business is for us is to see how to help you with that very particular thing to now make it a reality for you. So, Marang, before we cut this very particular, um, end this very particular interview, um, I'm trying to see how to put it on your own side, which of the website in which people can find you. I know it's very dangerous for people for you to give your number now because everybody would be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> but how can they find you then from there? I'll be able to close this very particular thing. How can they find you? What are the website? Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything that is available there that they can actually get out of you? So I'll keep it simple. On Twitter, at Process Mechanics, that's how you can find me, or you can look for me via my name and surname. On LinkedIn, name and surname. Uh, but otherwise, you can go to my website, bizprocessmechanics.co.za. Base process mechanic.co.za. And family, that's how we come to the end of this very particular broadcast. I just want you to understand uh, you know too well, every one of you, you know too well that this is a church, and definitely also uh, for lack of for lack of for lack of better word, we also need your support for us to be able to get out this tick tank. Uh, if Marang will be able to put a bill on the table, trust me, that bill will be very expensive. But at the same time, also <laughs> at the same time, also we understand that your support to this ministry it is what is keeping us going. I don't like talking too much about giving. I believe that from what you've heard on a good day, if you want to consult Marang one on one, the chances that the bill may be very expensive, but we've been able to shortcut the chance so that by the time you're going to meet her, the information in which you'll be getting will be probably your pain, in which I see this is the truth of it, is the fact that until we learn how to pay, Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. So which means you have to buy a particular truth. You want a truth, truth is not cheap. Truth is very expensive. I remember saying to one of my friends a few hours ago, I said, the gospel of Christ is not cheap because it actually takes a rich man to negotiate the body of Jesus to be buried properly. Otherwise, Peter, James, and John were so poor for them to even beg the, I mean, beg the king to take the body of Christ. It takes Joseph of the Arimathea, who was very influential. And so for us to be able to, to cascade our world, to bring in solution, to bring in thought, to bring in leaders like Marang, I look forward to bringing her again because I have my own personal question which I want to ask. But at the same time also, because of the time, we'll find a time again to bring her on board. But at this very particular point, it will also take resources. So we are encouraging you, give. The link of Platform Church is there, platformchurch.co.za. The banking details currently on the screen. Take an advantage. Anything you sow into this very particular place, you are seeing what we are doing. We're looking forward to bringing big guys. I remember I was sitting with my team. We are planning a conference in the month of August where it's going to be all-women conference. And these are people that will be bringing information. And trust me, it's also going to cost resources. It's all to make sure that you currently streaming and watching 
have the rested life. I just want to say to you, Marang, I really appreciate you. And um, before, before stay on the line as I go, I close this very podcast so that we then talk um, and um, this few minutes from now. Family, this is how we come to the end of this very particular interview. And I just want to say to you all, you all have been very amazing. You all have been very engaging. I want you to understand that God has actually wants you to rest. He has actually want you. He's made everything available for you to enjoy the rested life that he has created for you and for me. But the truth of it is the fact that with everything Marank has said, if you don't take a deliberate action and a step to run this very particular thing, possibility that you may not be able to actually have that very particular want in which you want, I mean, in which you are craving for. She talks about the business processes. She talks about how to be able to understand the market. Now, this information now is currently available. This thing will be available on the Facebook of Platform Church. It will be available also on YouTube of Platform Church and also it will be available on the website, which means if you go to platformchurch.co.za forward slash the live streaming you see there, you can also rewatch the program for you to be able to, what's it called? take your business to a something level. I have my own note in which I've put down. After this, I'm sitting back again to be able to pull the resources. But with this being said, I just want to pray and release you all to go. Please, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to say we thank you. We appreciate you because we know that, Father, your counsel has been dropped on the table. Ability for us to be able to pull the rested life in which we desire, to pull the rest in our finances, pull the rest in our businesses, pull the rest in our career. Lord Jesus, this moment, oh Lord, I release the grace, oh Lord, upon your people right now in the name of Jesus. I stand, oh Lord, Father, oh Lord, as a prophet, oh Lord, coming, oh Lord, from the throne of heaven, I decree that whatever struggle they are facing in their business, Lord, let the Holy Spirit right now release idea, release thought pattern for them to be able to pull, Father, oh Lord, from the infinite grace in which you are in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone currently, oh Lord, who are stuck, they don't know what to do. Father, this pandemic has affected their life, but they don't know how to come out of the mess. Lord Jesus, I decree help to go their path in the name of Jesus. I release help. I release help from an unknown source. Help from people that you don't know. Help from people that you even know. Help from people that are not even your friends. I release help to come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, as your sons and your daughter, the good tonight, let them be able to know that you want them rested and the rested life is a reality for them. Thank you, Father, because I know it is done. To you we give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want you to understand something. God wants you rested and the rested life is a reality for you. Don't forget to join us again on Sunday on our live stream that will be happening on all the platforms in which you all know, um, which is this Sunday, I promise, is going to be very, very engaging, very, very interesting. You will really, really enjoy God like never before. I will be preaching a council that I've titled your voice his hand you really want to understand that thing how to be able to pull the possibility which is called authorize for possibility your voice his hand take advantage of that i will see you on sunday 10 a.m at platform church facebook um facebook and youtube and also on the website our website is currently um is currently functioning and so you can go to platformchurch.co.za forward slash live stream you can stream on the website we can then engage i'm pitching a title i'm going to say it again one more time i feel like saying it here tonight but join me on sunday your voice it is your voice that is talking but you will find the intelligence on how some certain possibility will work for you it's going to be mind-blowing invite your friends and your loved ones let them understand that your pastor darlington will be putting a concept a secret that will make you stand 
and change the narratives that is currently happening in your life. I love you so much and know too well that the rested life like we do it at Platform Church, it's a reality for you and for me. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.